What's up, my friends? Guess who's back? I did not disappear into the ether. I suspect some of you thought I had, but I did not. Uh, I, in fact, am still alive and conscious and made of material matter. I have been taking a break this last month just to sort of enjoy not doing the podcast. I've been very clear multiple times that the scheduling is going to be inconsistent and I won't promise it'll change. So thank you to everyone who is fine with that. Apparently a decent amount of you are fine with that. So I looked at my podcast statistics for the first time in like a month and I just, I'm very confused and I'm going to explain to all of you why I'm confused. So here, let me bring up my statistics. So apparently within the last month, I have gotten, at least this is what my RSS feed is telling me, I've gotten 234 podcast downloads, which is way more in the last month than I had in like the first two months. And apparently it's all over the, like most of that is all over the last episode. Like it says I have 213 downloads from my last episode, Dragon Game Awake. Which, I'm pretty proud of Dragon Game Awake. I like how Dragon Game Awake turned out. But apparently, assuming this isn't a glitch in the real-life Matrix, I got a lot, a lot of fucking downloads for it. So, I'm gonna just assume that this is correct and say thank you. Thank you a metric shit ton for encouraging and sharing and spreading around my my words to people you know so that they could download it. I'm very, very grateful for that. I just want to say thanks a bunch. I did not expect at all for that to even get that high this quickly, so I'm genuinely very grateful. Thank you to all of you who are listening. I, I, I like, again, that I'm Again, most of my my people are in America. Like on the the like map, it has like like with the lights where it shows like the area of where my downloads are. It's like ninety percent America. America is just fucking filled. But I like that uh, when it's like I still there's still a decent amount of people from other places. I think that's really cool. I have like let me see. I wonder what's my like. Again, my highest ranking non-US like place that enjoys my podcast is Brussels, Belgium. I don't know why the Belgium people enjoy my podcast so much. I'm very grateful for it. I'm just have no idea why Belgium out of all the places. Again, very grateful, but like I am slightly confused. And then after that it's Honduras. I've got a lot of Honduras people. So thank you to Honduras and Belgium people for being my highest downloads outside of the U.S. I really appreciate you. Been really good. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I've been. I didn't. I just kind of found this out like just a, an hour ago, and I was genuinely shocked. I'm like, I'm happy that my rantings are likable to people. I was just a little surprised. But yeah, I've been doing yeah. So I is it's really great. Thank you again. What am I, and oh yeah, I I think all I wanted to talk to you all about Dragon Age Two because I I said the last time that I was gonna play Dragon Age Two and I did. And you know what? I was right. Dragon Age Two is fucking sexy. Dragon Age Two is a sexy video game. Dragon Age Two does not give a fuck about 
society or the state and it's very like every good choice in that game is a choice in support of a like push down on or underprivileged or like you know like like discriminated against or in some way or another people like every positive choice is oh hey pro poor mage slaves anti capitalist lord templars okay that's the stance dragon age 2 takes and i'm like that is correct <laughs> that is the correct way to look at that game that that issue so you know and in dragon age 2 again you're just like this poor fucking mercenary person you start out with and you're not like it's not like one or 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 three where you're destined by fate or destiny to be some hero you're just a fucker you're just some random fucker who you're just a refugee who got to a city and had to make a new life for yourself in the city and had to sell yourself into indentured servitude just to just to keep your family safe and fed and provide a home for yourself and then you you succeed in that role and earn respect throughout the city and then for the next seven years it's just you working really just for random jobs like you're kind of like mainly your character hawk's motivation in that game is a mercenary like very little of or like personal you're very much either motivated by coin or for personal gain or for you know personal help like you you either are helping a friend or you're working for someone for money and i really love that that's very like working class of dragon age 2 you know it's dragon age 2 sick game i recommend playing dragon age 2 dragon age 2 still not perfect and still kind of dated much better than one overall it, it never got to be finished and i think if it had gotten to be finished it would have come out even better but still really good. So to all of you wondering, after Dragon Age Awake, uh, what I think about Dragon Age 2, sexier game than 1. So I recommend it, personally. I also have uh, something else I want to talk about. So I I also think part of the reason maybe that, that my last video was so was so popular is potentially people were responding to my, my money uh, conversation. And, you know, that's been... The, the more I go on, the more sure I am that happiness is as little money and as little bureaucratic bullshit and as little government as possible. And I'm definitely figuring out practically more and more how to implement that in my life. And I, I hope you all find success in figuring that out, too, because it, it's kind of difficult in a world this hyper designed to not appreciate those values to do those things. But I'm going to try because the nukes and global warming will kill me anyway. So I have no reason not to. One thing uh, I am doing is I so I one of the most important things I've done for myself emotionally within the past uh, past year and a half, I'd say, is I finished my first book. I finished my first novel, and it is a book about I kind of call it a fictional nonfiction autobiography because it's my life story and the feelings I've had about my life told through sort of a fictional lens. And it's a lot of, it's basically just kind of one really, really long 60,000 word poem. And I'm really, really proud of it. And I just finished publishing it on Amazon Kindle. So it's called A Starving Spark by Chase Bayless. So if you wish 
to go uh, to go buy it on Amazon. Uh, it also, assuming it clears through, should be available in paperback at some point. But if you want to go buy that, you can. Uh, as I've said with my money journey, I'll probably just use any profits I make to buy food and a backpack for when I don't have an apartment anymore, which I'm kind of excited about because, again, i that's the other hard truth about money is the more you have of it, the harder it is to ignore government rules. Like, it's really obvious the government wants you to make more money only so that they can take more of your money and tie you down with more bureaucratic nonsense. And so... I, I am charging for this book because it's on Amazon, and I don't I don't think they would let me give it away for free. Maybe they did, and I just didn't check. Oh, well. But, you know, if you decide to go buy it, I'll pretty much just use it for food if I get any money from it. But, so that's not really what matters to me, though, because I've just been eating out of... I've just been doing dumpster diving, and to any of you other dumpster divers out there, you understand what I mean when I say dumpster diving is kind of the shit. Dumpster diving gets you so much free shit, especially food in America. You can get so much good food in America by going through dumpsters. So much perfectly edible, perfectly safe, perfectly clean, perfectly yummy food from dumpsters in America because we throw out 40% of our fucking food because we're insane. Uh, that that's but so any of you other dumpster drivers out there, I think you know exactly what I'm talking about. So, but uh, really, why I, I kind of wanted to bring the book to your attention is because it, it means so much to me. It it is a book I made very much with the intent of sort of discovering who I was in a very dark period in my life because the last two years have been really good, but also really bad in a lot of ways. And so I wrote this book very much as a sort of re-examination of all the feelings that I've had in my life that have sort of contributed to who I am now. So I'm going to read the first page for you, and I'm going to not talk about it after that, and then you can decide whether you want to get it at all or not. Um, I don't know if Amazon will get mad at me for doing this, and frankly, I don't give a shit. The world's dying. I'm not I'm not going to care that much about what Amazon wants. Um, all right, so chapter one. The dream once remembered. I am a creature whose earliest recollection brings forth images of vibrant life and serenading sound. I look upon the world and know no strife, no pain, and no age. I was as I was born, someone whose lifeblood is shared with the nutritious berries of the low bush. My eyes carry the sparkle of a thousand stars in the sky, who watch over me with the soft touch of their light. My legs were hewn from the sturdy branches of those titans of wood with whom I shared the land. The land is the great tapestry through which I express and grow, and in turn I am the canvas through which it funnels its creativity and form. Look upon this place where I was forged, the land of the farthest shore, the final and first rest stop upon the great path of life. It is a land of great beauties, each of itself impossible in the sheer life and joy they radiate. To the north is the golden ocean, whose waters touch upon the crown of all new babes, a touch of ambrosia, so that they may wake into the world with an understanding of lifeful renewal. The east is the eternal blizzard, a monument of crystalline beauty that teaches all children to find the hidden joy locked behind every moment of pain. To the south is the great mountain. Oops, sorry, I accidentally I, I scrolled too far. Apologies. 
Come on. God damn it. Sorry, I'm trying to scroll and it's not allowing me. There we go. Okay. To the south is the great mountain, a shy structure who offers solitude to those who travel its winding paths. With that, the gift and curse of self-reflection. To the west is the great wood, the greatest army in all eternity, an impossible legion of life defending and creating titans whose arms stretch ambitiously high, hoping that a great expanse will accept their gorgeous touch. This is the land where I belong, where I grew up alone with a society whose love and joy was beyond understanding. I was born like all other children of the land. When the four corners meet and make joyous love, a singular and minuscule bud that grows through the grass and foliage. From this bud of pink, flowers sprout, a small child, as tiny as the pinky of a monkey. This sproutling, as they are called, must be cared for, and so the four corners forged mighty guardians who provide that otherworldly nourishment that allows all life to grow. These guardians are the angels, the untamed wild primality of nature, planted with a consciousness able to, for a time, control it. They serve the sproutlings, their purpose to provide their charges with all the might they need to grow into powerful, strong forms and contribute to the great web of life. There are ten guardians in the land, each unique in form and diverse in existence. The first is Vine of Tender Caress, a series of twisting tentacles of grassy growth forming up and around into the vaguest shape of a humanoid. Sprouting from its body are thousands of flowers, all the colors both known and unknown. The second is a stream of flowing dreams, a stream who is lifted by the wind and flows endlessly in a floating dance of form. It wears only the glittering light of the sun that shines through its watery form. Right, and so that's the first page. If you, it, it, it's 60,000 uh, words, so it's just 60,000 words of that. And it really is just, that first page, I'll, I'll give a little spoiler-ish. It's essentially supposed to represent my emotional recollection of what birth is for me. And the early days of childhood for me and the mental emotional and social constructs and imagery that are formed around that time in my life and the rest of the book does that too and so if you would be interested in reading such a thing then it's called a starving spark by chase bayless it's over on amazon kindle and it should be out in paperback relatively soon so if you'd be interested in, in getting it it's over there and the money will most likely, if I can figure out a way, I won't use any of it because I'm determined to find a way to not need any of it. But if I use any of it, it'll be for Taco Bell because I do enjoy Taco Bell quite a lot. you know. But having said that, I haven't checked Taco Bell dumpsters yet. And I, I feel like Taco Bell probably throws out a lot of good Taco Bell food. So, I'm, so I might not need it. We shall see. But... All right, that's all the plugging for tonight. That's all I'm going to do there. Whew. Sorry, I yawned a bit. So instead, now, I think I shall proceed to talking about... Mm, you know what? Let's do something. Um, let me... I'm going to review Dungeons & Dragons content because I just like Dungeons & Dragons a fucking shit ton. Let me pull... D&D Beyond up on my computer and I'll talk about D&D shit because I do love D&D Beyond. It is very fun. God damn it, I'm not auto-signed into this to this thing. Give me a minute. Curse my unpreparedness. Curse it to the death of my grave. Oh dear. Oh dear. 
sorry. Ah, what do you mean? Huh. Eh. Well, never mind. Apparently, give me a... Okay, you know what? Fuck it. I can review D&D &D in my head, because i that's all I need. Alright, so... I want to tell everyone out there why I like uh, the tabletop role-playing game Dungeons & Dragons. I feel like a decent amount of my audience plays D&D, &D, or at least is of the type of person who would play D&D, &D, that being a giant fucking nerd. I'm certainly a giant fucking nerd, so I would expect all of you to be similar. But, so, what I loved about Dungeons & Dragons is, you know, sort of continuing off last episode's Dragon Age Origins rant, when I got into D&D, &D, I realized, oh, this is the, the, video, the tabletop franchise from which all video game RPGs I ever liked played. And the magic of it, when I experienced it, it was like, oh, wow, this is everything I like about, say, Dragon Age Origins, but just infinite. Because within the context of a tabletop RPG, everything is completely fueled by the imagination, barring the exception of a few rules and mechanics to sort of solidify the arbitrary constructs of imagination that we form within our heads. It is... A fascinating game. It, to, it Gary Gygax was not a perfect person, and I'm not going to go too far into that. But I am grateful to Gary Gygax for making a, a cool video game, even if it was originally so grossly fascist. It's changed now. If you get into any D and D as a new player, get into Five E because Five E is cool. Five E is sexy and inclusive. And not problematic for the large most part. It, it's got a few weird spots, but those are getting sorted out. Watch Dimension 20. Great show. It'll show you why D&D is great. But, you know, it, it's fascinating. Because as I approach, you know, as, as we as humans sort of approach the concept of play, a concept which technically we should all be intimately familiar with, because we've all been... We all did play the act of play, the celebration of play, since we were young. Problem is, though, modern society kind of incentivizes us to, and this is becoming less and less true, but historically it's kind of been true is that as you get older, you're expected to sort of play less. You're expected to sort of take joy less. And obviously that is dumb and makes no sense and has led to a world basically about to die. Which is why you should play D&D, because D&D is silly. D&D is very silly. D&D is a bunch of nerds picking random fantasy creatures to be, and then picking character personalities for those creatures to be, and then pretending to be all this shit, while rolling dice and doing math to decide what happens. And you might be wondering, as someone who's never played D&D, I'm not sure if that would be enjoyable. And the answer is you're maybe right, but also probably wrong, because it's sick. It's sick as fuck to be a grown-ass person and play pretend. It is, all right? People should never stop playing pretend, all right? That is just a fact. Playing pretend is way too good for a person's mental health to ever truly stop doing it. And D&D &D is a hyper-designed, hyper-intricate, 
hyper-focused system that wraps around that idea that no matter how old you are, you should play. You should play a game because playing games is important no matter how old you are. And that is true. That is a true fact. So wherever you are, wherever you, whoever you are, I recommend that at some point in your life you should try sitting down, getting some dice, pretending to be a fucking half-elf bard who uses the power of their voice to raise the undead in a story with a bunch of friends. Because I, I could sit here and try to explain to you more about why it's so good, but instead I'm just going to ask that you trust me and give it a shot. Obvious, here's the only tip I will say, is make sure whoever is te- teaching you how to play it isn't an asshole. Because it's kind of a fucking excessive textbook of a game. I mean, dear God, do you have any, like, the actual volume of the game is like like 15 textbooks. It's ridiculous, but that's also why it's amazing. That's why it's so good. So, play D&D. It's great. Eat trash out of the garbage, because it's great. I've said it before. Don't support the food industry as much as you can. And, yeah, that's really it for this episode. I will... I'm going to do whatever I can to keep this podcast going. I can't promise it'll always happen because I might be homeless soon and I might have be having to, I mean, it's fine because I'll just record on my phone at that point and then I'll tell you the adventures of what homelessness is like in America. And, uh, you know, I'll, my goal is to find a cave because I want to live in a cave because I, do you remember that? From my Musashi's Big Sword episode, when I talked about Miyamata Musashi, greatest swords person who ever lived, and how during the end of his life he lived in a cave and like studied the ways of swords play, I want to do that, but like me, and it'll probably be D and D instead of sword play. I just want to go into a cave and be a hermit. That's my dream, okay? I want to go into a cave. I want to be live in the cave as a hermit, and I want to eat like vegetables off the ground to survive. So that's what I'm probably going to do. And then I'll I'll try and keep the podcast going as I maybe do that. So, yeah. Thanks again, everyone, for the excessively great amount of views for last episode. Uh, I hope that you share that more and maybe share this episode as well. Um, and I hope all of you have a nice night. And I'm going to go... Uh, I'm, oh, actually, you know what? I'm going to talk about Spider-Man first. I'm going to talk about Spider-Man for the PS4 first because I fucking love that game. Because Spider-Man from the PS4 is amazing because I get to shoot webs. I get I shoot I get to shoot sticky white shit everywhere, all over people, all over buildings, all over everything. It's amazing. I love Spider-Man the video game. You get to swing around through the air and do cool-ass parkour while having the powers of a spider, which is nature's scariest creature. Maybe not the scariest, but up there. Spiders are terrifying, but also that's why you respect them, and it's also why we should have more video games that you have the powers of a spider. That's a really good idea. It's a really, really good idea. Spiders are cool. You know, I 
I've been playing, you know, and I, I was playing, uh, the great thing about Spider-Man PS4 is that probably the best thing about it, if I'm being real, is that it allowed for Miles Morales to play in a video game. Miles Morales is honestly a character I think really needs to, like, sort of take over for Peter Parker as the, the biggest Spider-Man for a while, and I'm not, I'm not super into the Spider-Man comics, but I'm pretty sure in a lot of ways, you know, he kind of already has. Um, that and, and Spider-Gwen, Ghost Spider. Ghost Spider is so kick-ass, and I hope in the next Spider-Man game we get to play as, as Spider-Gwen. That'd be kick-ass as shit. But, you know, we're gonna, in the next, in the next Spider-Man, I'm pretty sure, I think it's gonna be, you can switch between Peter and Miles, which is pretty awesome. That's a pretty great concept. I don't know how it'll turn out, but I'm pretty excited to see little spider nerd interacting with bigger spider nerd and then punk rock spider nerd by them. You know, hopefully punk rock spider nerd ghost spider will come in. I really like spider Gwen. She's cool. We shall see. But actual main character of Spider-Verse, hot take, it was, was Gwen Stacy. You know, secret main character was, was Gwen Stacy. The movie just didn't frame it that way. Oh, Alright everyone, that's it for this episode. Nothing too crazy, just uh, me saying normal shit like I usually do. Thanking Again, thanks so fucking much for all those downloads. I have no idea why last episode was so much more popular than everything else. Maybe just the fucking algorithm decided it would be randomly. Maybe, the, maybe there's just some rich fucker wanking off in their secret bunker somewhere and just was scrolling through deciding how the world's gonna go and was like I want this podcast to be successful randomly you know I'm pretty sure that's how the world works is just old fuckers wanking off and deciding random bullshit for the rest of us pretty sure that's how it works so alright everyone you have a good night sleep tight maybe get some Taco Bell tonight Unless you don't want to support Taco Bell, which honestly, good move. I'll add a different one. Bye bye.